0: Foolish mortals, to the Haunted Mansion.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Prologue and Promise podcast, a show about Disney parks history, right here on Spotify and iTunes. In our last episode, we covered Walt Disney's views of the future, from Tomorrowland to Epcot Center. Today, we'll be shifting our focus to Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom to discuss one of my personal favorite attractions, the Haunted Mansion. Like many original attractions at Disney parks, the Haunted Mansion is complicated on several levels. The mansion, however, features a perhaps more extensive and obscured set of characters than any other attraction in a Disney park. Today, I'll attempt to cover as thoroughly as possible the many layers of the Haunted Mansion's history, from its creation to its storyline.
0: There's no turning back now.
1: The concept of the Haunted Mansion was developed four whole years before Disneyland even opened, in 1951. The attraction was to appear in the New Orleans Square area of the park and be a walk-through haunted house. Walt didn't like the idea of a rundown house in his new park, so the original sketches for the attraction were revised. It finally opened almost 20 years later, in 1969, three years after Walt's death. During the conceptualizing and construction of the Haunted Mansion, there was an ongoing debate among Imagineers as to whether the attraction should be scary, like a traditional haunted house, or more enjoyable and family-friendly, like the rest of the attractions at Disneyland at the time. In addition, the original concept for the mansion was for it to be a walkthrough attraction. The problem with this idea was that the number of guests able to be accommodated was rather small, and finally, Imagineers hit on the solution, a system of tracked omnimover vehicles, Which became known as Doom Buggies.
0: And now a carriage approaches to take you into the boundless realm of the supernatural.
1: There are several differences between the East Coast and West Coast versions of this favorite attraction, including the antebellum-style mansion that serves as the facade for Disneyland's, as opposed to the Gothic style it takes on in Florida. This change is due to the fact that the haunted mansion is found in Liberty Square at the Magic Kingdom rather than California's New Orleans Square. The majority of the other differences between the two rides take place before guests even board their Doom Buggies. The Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion features an interactive queue line, although on both coasts, guests wind their way through a pet cemetery and past a funeral carriage led by an invisible, ghostly horse. Another difference is the method in which guests are taken to the Doom Buggy loading station.
0: Our tour begins here, in this gallery, where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible, mortal state.
1: In both versions of the attraction, you enter an octagonal room, where it appears that the ceiling is stretching above you, revealing the humorously disturbing nature of the portraits on the walls, as they move upwards with it and reveal themselves. In Disneyland, this effect is achieved by huge elevators, while in Disney World, the ceiling actually moves upward. This difference was necessary because in California, guests need to be transported to a level below the train tracks that surround the park in order to move under them and into the show building that lies beyond their perimeter. The portraits on the wall portray four images. One is of a young girl holding a parasol, who is revealed by the stretching room to be balancing on a tightrope above the jaws of an alligator. This girl is known by many names. She had been called Daisy de la Cruz, who appeared as a walk-around character at Disneyland, and most recently, she has been referenced as Sally Slater, in the interactive queue and in merchandise sold in the parks. Overall, the Walt Disney Company does not seem to have adopted any official storyline for the mansion. The facts, and even their own commercial properties surrounding the mansion, including comics and the 2003 film, don't always line up with one another. Cast members at the Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion once attempted to align the features of the attraction into a more cohesive storyline in a project known as the Ghost Gallery. This is the narrative that will be most referenced in this episode as it is perhaps the most complete and organized one to have been developed. According to this storyline, the parasol Girl is Lillian O'Malley, the first wife of the mansion's most recent owner, Master Gracie. The alligator under her was summoned out of jealousy by Madame Leota, the psychic medium who resided in the mansion. Cast members at Walt Disney World say that she strung her tightrope from the mansion to Tom Sawyer Island, where she met her fate. The next painting is of an old woman holding a rose and sitting atop the headstone of her late husband, George, who is shown as a marble bust with his head split open by an axe. The man is George Gracie, the father of Master Gracie, and the woman is his wife, Mary Gilbert Gracie. Another portrait in the chamber features a balding man who is revealed to be standing atop a lit keg of dynamite. This man is George's brother, Edward Gracie, who met his fate defending his embassy in Burma, where he was appointed ambassador. The fourth portrait features the mansion's handyman, Asa, the gardener, Eddie, who is Edward Gracie's son, and the liveryman, man, Daniel, who are trying to escape their death in a patch of quicksand by standing on top of one another. Within the stretching room, visitors to the haunted mansion are formally introduced to their host, their ghost host, the first of an otherworldly cast of characters that resides within the mansion. The ghost host is seen here hanging from a noose from the ceiling, as the lights go out and lightning flashes.
0: And consider this dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors. (laughs) Which offers you this chilling challenge. To find a way out. (laughs) Of course, there's always
1: my way. The first scene that guests enter outside of this chamber is the portrait gallery which features walls lined with ghostly, optical illusioned paintings that seem to flash and change with the lightning that strikes from outside the window. One of these paintings is of a young man who appears to age into a decaying corpse as the lightning flashes. This man is Master Gracie himself, son of George Gracie. As the story goes, George bought the mansion for his family to use as a winter home from the American Spiritualist Society, who had used the house for summoning. Previously, the mansion was owned by Colonel Ronald Stevens, a wealthy publisher, Who began an extensive renovation of the mansion. During this process, the stonemason he had hired, Fred, was killed by a falling rock, and Stevens took over the process himself. Fred's tombstone can be found in the graveyard outside the mansion, reading, Here lies good old Fred. A great big rock fell on his head. In reality, this tombstone is a tribute to Imagineer Fred Georger, who worked on the mansion. Anyway, According to the Ghost Gallery, Stevens lost his mind shortly afterwards and spent the rest of his life carving his name backwards into gravestones. Finally, he died in a boiler explosion, and the remaining bits of him were buried under each of the stones, marked Snevitt's Noor. Before the Stevens family owned the mansion, however, it can be traced back to a history of serving several other purposes, including a pirate's hideaway, evident in the ship weather vane that sits on top of the house. Francis Xavier, a pirate who once frequented the property, is said to be one of the many ghosts that haunt the premises, along with that of his late captain, and the famed Bluebeard, whose massive tomb, containing his body and six of his wives, rests in the graveyard. According to the story, the house was originally constructed in 1671 by a Dutch man by the name of Vander Ewerks, whose family eventually abandoned the house after he sealed himself in a tomb in the graveyard. The explanation for the loss of sanity and the many tragedies that have taken place at the mansion over time is that the structure is built on an ancient burial ground. The most recent mortal owner of the mansion was Master Gracie, the son of George and Mary Gilbert Gracie, who was left the property by his parents. He moved to the mansion after his mother murdered his father, as depicted in the stretching room portrait. His mother had been prompted to commit the murder after learning of the existence of her husband's son, Daniel, who later became the mansion's library man. Master Gracie is best known as being the ghost host throughout the attraction. Although the ghost host could have another identity. We'll get into that later. After guests board their Doom buggies, they ascend a staircase that brings them to the second floor of the mansion. The first scene they encounter is known as the Endless Hallway. Halfway down this hallway floats a candelabra, and next to its entrance there is a moving suit of armor. The next room that the Doom Buggies thread through is the mansion's conservatory, which houses withering plants and flowers as well as a coffin, which bangs and rattles as its inhabitant yells. Perched nearby is a black raven with glowing red eyes. The man in the coffin is Jamie Louis Paget, who believed that he was a vampire and spent his days sleeping in the coffin, one night however he woke up to find that the coffin had been nailed shut this had been done by little leota also known as the ghostess another then resident of the mansion who had asked her partner to pretend to be a vampire and bite jamie in order for her to execute this plan so that she could inherit his plantation
0: all our ghosts have been dying to meet you this one can hardly contain himself
1: Next, the Doom Buggies enter a library, filled with ghost stories and the busts of Master Gracie's friends from college—Edgar Allen, Elizabeth Barrett, Alfred Lord, and Henry Wadsworth—who were hired to serve as librarians—and ghost writers—at the mansion. Master Gracie met them at Yale University, a piece of his storyline added to, as a tribute to famed Imagineer, Yale Gracie, for whom the character is named. Next to the library, a piano can be heard being played by a ghostly figure. This is a piano that formerly belonged to Ludwig van Beethoven, a Swiss pianist who is cursed to toil away at the piano forever, composing death Symphony. In Disneyland, this piano scene takes place in the attic instead. <laughs> the Doom buggies next travel down a corridor of doors. Behind these doors, sounds of pounding, yelling, laughing, screaming, and calls for help can be heard. Some of the doors move as if they are breathing, and the knockers and handles appear as if they are being opened by ghostly, invisible hands. A grandfather clock chimes 13, as its hands spin counterclockwise. Next, guests enter the seance room, full of floating objects and home to Madame Leota, who is portrayed by Disney artist Leota Tombs, who worked on the mansion, and voiced by Eleanor Audley. Madame Leota is a disembodied medium who appears in a misty crystal ball. She levitates above a table filled with tarot cards as she summons the mansion spirits. Nearby, the raven from the conservatory is perched on the back of a chair. on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere
0: beyond. Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween Awaken the spirits with your tambourine Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond Let there be music from regions beyond Wizards and witches, wherever you dwell Give us a hint by ringing a bell
1: Madame Leota is the spirit of a psychic medium. Her gravestone lies outside of Walt Disney World's mansion, where it reads, Dear sweet Leota, beloved by all, in regions beyond now, but having a ball. The eyes of Madame Leota's face in the tombstone periodically open and close, moving side to side as if to look at the guests that pass it. The story surrounding Madame Leota is that she was born in the Louisiana swamps, growing educated in the methods of voodoo, and was known as being bitter and having a temper. Eventually, Leota began to exercise her genuine powers in the arts of summoning and palm-reading. She became acquainted with Master Gracie at a carnival, where he had also met his wife, Lillian, a tightrope walker, and moved into the manor. Lillian did not get along with Leota at all, because of her suspicions surrounding the parentage of Leota's daughter, and eventually, Leota disposed of her, as seen in the portrait of Lillian as the tightrope walker in the stretching room. Leota would never reveal the identity of her daughter's father, But it was widely thought to be Master Gracie himself. Known only as Little Leota, or the Ghostess, her daughter was fascinated with death, had skills as a medium herself, but was also a practical joker. When she was a child, she would often nail down the lids of coffins before funeral viewings were to be held in the mansion's conservatory, or lock the doors of guest rooms and run up and down the hallway, knocking on them, carrying a candelabra. It's said that perhaps little Leota is as small as she appears in the attraction because she was a voodoo doll that Madame Leota brought to life. Eventually, Madame Leota and Master Gracie had an argument. Leota wanted to use the mansion as a portal to another world, calling in spirits, and in their heated discussion it was revealed that Leota had killed Lillian, and the master's second wife, Emily, who was a second cousin that the master had married to lock down more of the family's riches, and who had suffocated after being locked in a trunk in the attic. Leota tried to trap Master Gracie in a crystal ball, but he hung himself in the attic before she could do so. The spell backfired, and she became imprisoned instead. After exiting Leota's room, the Doom buggies travel along a balcony that overlooks a ballroom, where a birthday party is taking place. In actuality, the guests that appear in this scene are guests from various parties throughout the mansion's history. Many ghosts and spirits are in attendance, flying in and out of windows and a broken door. An elderly ghost sits in a rocking chair, reading. This is Mrs. Barrett, the mansion's former librarian, and many other guests are gathered around a dinner table, where a ghost is blowing out of birthday candles. The birthday ghost is Victoria Buffon, the great-aunt of Master Gracie, who often went by the name of Mademoiselle Tangerine due to her orange hair. She's blowing out 13 candles, and this was a mocking tribute to her fellow mansion resident, Madame Leota, who once cursed her, saying that she would die in 13 years. Above the table hangs a chandelier, and on it is a pair of ghosts perched while another swings from it by his cane. In a balcony across from riders, above the ballroom, two dueling gunmen are seen. These two men were once friends that were turned against each other long ago, at a party hosted at the mansion while Master Gracie resided there. Madame Leota was known to flirt with men, leading them on and often pitting one against another. At the party, she had danced with both men, and while on their way home, this was revealed. They challenged one another to a duel of pride, and both men were fatally wounded. They still haunt the mansion to this day. Below guests, on the floor, many of the party attendees are dancing. These six couples were cursed by Madame Leota as well, who felt that she was not receiving enough attention at one of the parties she hosted. Now, they must dance forever. The guests are dancing to a version of the attraction's theme song played on an organ. At Disneyland, this organ is actually a set piece from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, where it served as Captain Nemo's organ. The organ player is Wolfgang Elias Furlong, who was discovered by Lillian and Master Gracie at a carnival, and who was invited back to the mansion to serve as a resident musician. One day, however, he was playing on the piano near the library when his hands were crushed by the lid. He had been warned against playing on the haunted instrument by Madame Leota, but had ignored her. His despair at losing his mortal ability to play caused him to hang himself. The misery he felt at losing his connection to the world of music and the living world can be seen rising from the ballroom organ with every note. After viewing the ballroom from above, guests proceed along to the attic, past portraits similar to those found in the loading area, with eyes that seemed to follow the viewers. These paintings were created by Master Gracie's aunt, Alma Bell, who was known throughout her life to have spent extensive amounts of time with her pet raven, going as far as to have had tea parties with her paintings and the bird. Alma was said to have been found dead in her bed one evening, pointing ominously at the raven who sat perched on the windowsill on the night after painting the portrait of George Gracie that hangs in the mansion's foyer. The attic is a cluttered room filled with gifts, mementos, and wedding portraits. In each of these portraits, the same bride is depicted with a different groom, whose heads disappear and reappear again and again. Just as the Doom buggies are exiting the attic, they encounter the ghost of this bride. Constance Hashaway, who has an axe appearing and disappearing in her hands. Constance is a rather new addition to the ride and it's unknown how she fits into the already established storyline. She's said to be another bride of Master Gracie, after Emily's death. This would mean that Master Gracie didn't hang himself in the attic, and that the ghost host is a different man. In this storyline, Constance Hatchaway is said to have had many husbands throughout her life, each of whom she beheaded and acquired their riches. If this is to be believed, and Master Gracie met this same fate, perhaps Constance herself is the most recent owner of the Haunted Mansion. And in well. Before Constant was the bride featured in the mansion, there was another mysterious figure dressed in a wedding gown, all through which we could see a glowing red heart. This bride was thought to be the ghost of Emily, who died in the attic. A nod to the bride can be found in the sidewalk queue line that leads to Florida's mansion, where a wedding ring is seen embedded in the concrete. Next. Guests drift out of an attic window and meet the hatbox ghost, a character absent from Walt Disney World's version of the mansion. The Doom Buggies retreat backwards into the graveyard, the raven calling at them from a branch above.
0: Well, and the quake. So waiting, wait. Happy haunts Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide For a silly spook makes it by your side Shrouded in a dark disguise
1: They pretend to
0: terrorize Grim
1: counter-socialize
0: as the moon climbs high on the dead oak tree old midnight tree? Creepy creeps with eerie eyes Start to shriek and harm all night Every really ghost come to socialize When you hear the knell of a requiem bell We're cold where fear is swell Restless bones is teary lies right, up every night.
1: In the graveyard, guests encounter the attraction's only living characters. The caretaker and his dog, both looking terrified as a ghostly band plays a jazzy version of grim-grinning ghosts just around the corner. Ghosts pop up from behind tombstones as the Doom buggies retreat down a hill, where a ghostly tea party is taking place as five haunted busts continue the song, barbershop quartet style. The graveyard inhabitants are guests of a masquerade Halloween party once hosted at the mansion, where every attendee perished because of the contaminated water used to make the tea. At the exit of the graveyard, guests are introduced to the hitchhiking ghosts, Ezra, Phineas, and Gus. Gus was the troublemaking, deviant second cousin of Master Gracie, who drowned in the garden well of the mansion while attempting to drown some stray cats. Ezra and Phineas were friends of Gus, as the three had previously stayed in the same mental hospital. They spent their lives escaping from one institution after another, hitchhiking their way along the road. Madame Leota, who had confined Gus to the mansion's grounds, Took pity on him after his death and summoned his two friends to keep him company. The graveyard music is also contributed by the ghosts of a family of opera singers, who were once upon a time hired to perform at the mansion, but were tricked and murdered by Gus in the process of a false beheading scene in the performance. When the
0: doors creak and the tombstones quake, books come out for a spring and wait, happy haunts begin to walk and come out to close
1: The singing busts, who represent old college friends of Master Gracie, who are electrocuted and passed away while performing at the mansion, sing a somber tune as guests make their way down the Hall of Mirrors, where it appears that one of the three ghosts has joined them in their doom buggy. The last mansion resident that guests see on their way back to the living world is a tiny ghostess, known as Little Leota, the daughter of the medium. At the end of all of these interwoven and complicated plots and characters, we're left with one burning question. If Constance Hatchway is meant to be Master Gracie's final bride, who is the ghost host, the mysterious man who hung himself and gives us our tour? Is he, as many have speculated, the spirit of the raven that alma Bell grew so attached to? Did the raven, as the final living resident of the mansion, take it upon himself to recruit someone to fill the a 1,000th vacant position among the 999 happy haunts? I don't have the answers to these questions, but if you have ideas, send them to us on Twitter. At Prologue Promise. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Prologue and Promise podcast, and that you now perhaps feel a bit more acquainted with the otherworldly cast of characters that are featured in the mansion. If you want to hear more Disney Parks history, be sure to follow us on iTunes and Spotify. See you soon.
0: Hurry back! Hurry back! Be sure to bring your
1: death certificate. If you decide to join us, make final arrangements now. We've been dying (laughs) to have you.